right, everybody. We are back after crazy ass week that felt like three weeks. We're back. <laughs> back like we never left. Well, it feels like we did and came back and Lord. But yeah, <laughs> this is Megashine, the place where you get all your geeky and gay queer news from two black people who are gay and they love it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I'm Victor. And I'm Nick. We're here today. So, Nick, what's going on with you? Child, nothing but the rant. <laughs> nothing but the motherfucking rant. Um, just trying to get caught, caught up on my shows. Mm-hmm. Finished with Empire. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to get caught up on 911. And um, what else? <laughs> nothing really. Just trying to make it through these holidays because they can be, oh, I don't like the holidays at all. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting like that. That's sad to say it like that. It's more about the shopping part or just going to the store just to go to the store. That's become a, a mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just, I don't like having that that pressure to find everybody a gift mm-hmm. especially when i'm broke i'm like look y'all just not ain't gonna not gonna get stuff um but other than that i still i want to do a lot more writing in the new year i guess we'll get to that later yeah as far as uh in king's ass issue but i got some ideas cooking i got a marinating and about to put them on a crock pot for three fifty. All right. <laughs> what about you? What you been up to? Um, you know, I've been good. I, I've, I'm about to start mailing out my books to everybody. Kickstarter campaign. Um, and realizing that um, Staples is a lie because they are charging a lot for um, little mailer stuff, little em- the big envelopes versus if you just order online, for example. It will cost you $17 to get 12, okay? But you can order 100 for $40 online. Mm-hmm. Okay, so y'all, I was like, okay, Staples. So about to get that started. I think I'm gonna start next week. Um, just to, I'm gonna do it early, because I told everybody February was the, the month. But you know what, I'm gonna start right ass now because it's just good to get it all out of the way. It's not a lot to send out, but it's still, I don't want that, because I have to, I have to do the one, you know, all the writing on the, no, I'm going to do it, put it on labels. Anyway, that, then the holidays, I, I like and don't like the holidays. I don't like the holidays here, because every time, like, if I just want to go, you know, to the shopping center and smell the new scents of, you know, colognes or lotions or whatever, I'm bombarded by everybody trying to buy gifts and then no parking and people fighting in the streets. There's been fights everywhere I've been for parking spaces. There was two wrecks yesterday. I was just trying to go to Alta to get this um, philosophy scent that I don't like. I'm going to take it back, which I don't want to take it back because I feel like I'm going to have to go through hell to get there. Um, and then it's just a lot going on. But, you know, I'm looking forward to having the, the week and a half off um, of just doing really not much. Um, and oh yeah i found a hundred dollars yesterday at the grocery store that was mine 
And I and I went and said, is this anybody's? And they was like, no. And then, so they took it and they was like, well, hopefully they'll come back. And they put it up in, you know, a little office. Uh, and it was, it was so nice to you. I was like, you know, this little Barbie was like, oh, Lord, I, that hundred dollars would be nice just to keep. But you, but I was like, I don't want to, you know, this is the holidays and I didn't want Carmen to come back at me because somebody really needed that hundred dollars for that to be, you know. And I'm like, well, hopefully they remember they lost it and come back to the store. Plus, mm -hmm. Just a note for everybody, keep in mind that if you find money like that in a grocery store, the first thing they do is somebody said so they lost it is they look at the camera. So that means if y'all would have taken that money and went home, you would have been on camera taking that money and went home. So, and then you have, if you go back to that store, they'd be like, that's that bitch who took that money. So I'm just saying, be nice. <laughs> that was somebody who needed $100. I hope they go back and get it because I would have been hurt if I lost a hundred dollars and you know, so I was like, yeah, it was a hundred dollar bill. I wanted to make sure that they wouldn't like run into any problems or anything. Right. But hopefully they come back and get it. But you know, that's, you know, that's it. No big deal. I do. Uh, one thing like um, when I was working out with my trainer uh, Saturday, was it? I made a, a PR and like hacksaw squat, which I was very excited about, you know, trying to get this body right yeah. for the new year. And I am in pain right now. Everything from my shoulder down is just hurting. I'm like, please, Jesus, be a salt bath. <laughs> but yes, I do. I do love all that jazz and the uh afterwards when you can barely move and everything hurts but you know you got a good workout in yeah i like that too for some strength. i like that feeling of y'all tore me up but i'm on you know but you heal that right so i like that hashtag i ain't been licked yet true <laughs> i felt that friday because at crossfit they had us doing oh, lord i posted it on Instagram, and I'm like, sometimes I'm like, why am I even doing it? Sometimes the cute boys are not enough to keep, you know, to, to be motivated to go. But you know, it's like you have to keep up and all that good stuff, and it's fun. It's just like when you're done, you like this. You're literally on the ground. You're on the ground, and you're just like, all right. And uh, the, you know, the coach is laughing at you, like that was rough, was it? I'm like, you know what? You didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And you look, you huffing and puffing. And I'm like, well, bitch, it, why don't you do it? But then he's like, oh, well, they'd probably do this in their sleep, so. Well, that's true, because he can. Carlos can beat us. He's done it, like, he's done it with us before. I'm like, he. And it, it's always these, like, it's him and it's two other people that, if it's like, for example, if it's 20 minutes, like, if it's a 20-minute AMRAP, they're done with the, like, you do five rounds or something. They're done, like, in 10 minutes. You just, like. And why is it always the trainers want to talk to you when you're trying to lift heavy? They want to have this full-ass conversation with you. I'm like, listen, I'm trying to focus on my breathing, and you worried about who's playing the next basketball game. Like, what? Come on now. Well, one of them does that. Um, Kevin does that. Um, he, he will come and talk. He'll, he, he always checks on us. Are you okay? Are you just like, yeah, I'm doing good. But, you know, I let it slide because he has very beautiful eyes. He has Chris Evans' eyes. So I'm like, and lashes. So I'm like, okay, that works for you. So yeah, you can talk. 
So, <laughs> so yeah. But um, yeah, I do like a little bit of the pain. I had a little bit of it today. We did a lot of squats today, and squatting two forty five is a lot. So <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and get into the mess because. There was some good stuff, but there was also a lot of mess. Let's start out with the good stuff. Let's do that. Let's see. What can we start with? Oh, let's talk about that Sonic Fox thing. Okay, yeah. So, Video Game Awards happened, and there was a lot of, well, I won't say a lot of trailers, but some interesting news came out. Uh, Crash Team Racing, which originally came out on the PlayStation, the original PlayStation in 1999, is getting a remaster. And it was supposed to be, a CTR was supposed to be uh, Naughty Dog's answer to Mario Kart. So that might be interesting. I do have my original copy. Uh, so I don't know. With the, I know Spyro Trilogy is out, you know, Crash, Bandicoot, all of those uh, remastered games are coming out. So it might be something to look into. I know that the release date is uh, June 21st. It's supposed to be coming out on the PS4, the Xbox, and the Switch. So look out for that. Far Cry, New Dawn trailer premiered. And this has gotten some interesting uh, takes on it. So the main characters look to me like two blonde-haired, blue-eyed black girls. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the this the game is supposed to take place after Far Cry 5 and it's supposed to be a, a direct sequel. Now, people were upset about this because the, the main characters were bad guys. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, why do you have to have the black girls as the bad guys? And I'm like, okay, so I understand where you're coming from, but, you know, we can't always be acting as if... We can't say, oh, we want black representation. And when we do get black representation... We're like, oh, not like that. We want it this way. Like, black people can play different roles, and it's okay. So I, mean, I need people to calm down. And a lot of the people that were saying this don't even even have a PlayStation 4. So I don't even know why, why y'all tripping. Y'all not playing the game anyway. So that's supposed to be released on February 15th. Uh, there was a Dragon Age uh, teaser. Not much was given except a uh, hashtag, the Dread Wolf Rises. So I'm guessing it's a continuation of the ongoing storyline of the whole series. Also, the biggest trailer announced was Mortal Kombat 11. And the trailer had Scorpion and what looked like an evil Raiden fighting. And they were using different weapons around the, the place that they were fighting. Uh, it looks as if it's going to go back to the original storyline. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. There wasn't a lot of information I found out about it. I know that Shao Kahn is supposed to be a playable character. He's supposed to be a pre-order uh, character. And obviously he'll be available uh, for purchase later on when the game comes out in April. Um, quick note, I've always thought Shao Kahn was an attractive video game character. Even when uh, Homeboy played him in that terrible uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation movie, I thought he was fine then. But that's uh, 
just me and my craziness. (laughs) And I think the biggest, well, one of the biggest stories that I thought were, was interesting was uh, during the game awards, there was an award for best esports character and Sonic Fox won. And Sonic Fox, if you don't know, he's a black gay furry and he has won multiple international uh, fighting game tournaments. And during his acceptance speech, you know, he thanked he LGBTQ players. Uh, he said like, he represented for us, and I felt that it was so cool to see somebody who looked like me mm-hmm. get up on the stage like that and say the things that he did. I think he's very, he's something that the video game industry and the video game community needs because there's such toxicity around it, especially male, toxic, male toxicity. Mm-hmm. And he's just, I really think highly of him. But that was, you know, the Video Game Awards. I know uh, Red Dead Redemption won big. God of War won uh, Game of the Year. Um, Let's see. I don't know why they gave Ninja an award, but, you know, go off. Uh, So, yeah, that was the the Video Game Awards. Yeah, I heard a lot about the Sonic Fox and some in the games and all that good stuff. And, it's interesting that, you know, I think that Red Redemption, that, that's from that company that didn't pay their people, so, or they were struggling to pay their, something like that. So I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if anybody shaded them or anything. I'm sure online they probably shaded them, but I didn't know about that part once. But I know that, you know, as you were saying about Sonic Fox, yeah, just see someone. And, and again, he's kind of, he's playing with all different roles here in a sense of like what you expect. And so that was nice to see him up there and what he represents. And hopefully that will get more, you know, queer black folks to be like, okay, I can do this stuff. I can do Because, you know, when I think about, we talk a little bit about this, like, like you think about who's popular in that whole gaming world, like Dude I Pie, whatever his name is. Oh, um, yeah. White German. And <laughs> he is. And then some of these other ones. And then I know there was this, something that happened this past weekend when they were trying to, Get people to join, do die pie, or whatever his name is. Um, yeah, or else, like, bitch, if you don't get, I beat your motherfucking ass. Get the fuck out of here. I was like, I thought you were kind of cute at first, and then you turn around and do this. So I was like, okay, well, all y'all dropped, and it was just like, it's good to have another alternative. And I really hope that we can have more alternatives of you know people just rising to the top and be other options. And you know, the mm-hmm. game world will always be challenged in that sense because. You know, it's people who have who are not to stereotype gamers, but they're people who are introverted, introverted, and also sometimes you know have some issues, and they just take it out right there in that game. So mm-hmm. uh, it will be nice to see more people of color come to the top, where you can see someone, and then hopefully get some more you know YouTubers doing stuff like that, and to the point where it's like there is a a group that you can't deny and then hopefully that group will be confronting all the foolishness that we will see as well so that, again it was good to see him up on that stage and i was like okay this is very interesting here so yeah this was good and another thing another quick thing if you are if you are given an nda make sure you abide by the nda i saw a lot of players screwing themselves so this new game, Anthem, is coming out. 
sometime next year, I think early next year. And a lot of the, you know, the people that got first access to it were given NDAs. Mm -hmm. Like you can't stream this. Mm -hmm. And what do they do? They stream it anyway. I'm like, are you so concerned with getting views and getting some money that you're going to risk fucking up a even bigger bag later on down the road for right now? Right. That's. I'm like, okay. And and it's funny because I think that'll be part of what we talk about in the king size issue is this weird culture now that is willing to risk it all for just for pennies. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you get something, but you could trust goes a long way. And if somebody mm-hmm. gives you an NDA, that means they are trusting you to a degree, but they're still trusting you. Like we thought you were valuable enough to do this and be a part of this, sign this. That means you will continue to get more stuff. But if you out here effing it up. Well, yeah, yeah this just. New, so. <laughs> but yeah, what else do we have? Well, we had two brand new trailers come out. First, we had Captain Marvel. We had a little bit more about what's going on with uh, Miss Carol. And so that came out. Um, it was colorful, beautiful. Um, saw her in the binary mode when she was really powered up. Um, mm-hmm. saw a lot of jokes about Rogue, <laughs> <laughs> um, which was which is fair. Um, it's very fair. Um, but remember, the, the, I don't know how they would. You know, they could revisit it if they bring Rogue because Rogue may not even be with you know when they do the X Men stuff. But um, you know, just for those who don't know, Rogue did steal. Miss Marvel, which is Carol, and she was Miss Marvel at the time, took her powers then um, before she officially became Captain Marvel. Um, but um, and I think I kind of talked about Carol in the past. I did a, a, a pod about about Carol, and she has a very interesting past with that. But yeah, that was kind of interesting. And those of you who watched the cartoon, there was an episode about when Rogue took her powers. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a um, the scrolls, you saw a lot going on with that, how it's gonna how she powers up. And I just thought it was great. It was a nice, colorful trailer, and I was really excited for it. What did you think? I I liked it. I did like the first one better. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't I thought it was a little bit unnecessary for them to have to explain to people that the woman, the old lady that she hit was a scroll. I'm like, okay, but we didn't need it, but okay, I can I can deal with it, you know. Um, I want to see what happened to her team because it only looks like Jude Law's character survived. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? I would like to. I know this is probably not going to happen, but I would like to see the relationship between Carol and Monica's mom mm-hmm. e- explored. Maybe they were lovers. I don't know. Maybe they were just girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I, I would. I would wish for them to be uh, lovers, but we know we not. They not ready for that. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's that's your fan fiction right there. So All right, that's <laughs> <laughs> that is my fan fiction. Uh, the the battles in space looked amazing. I'm I'm ready to see the next chapter in this MCU. Yes. And I'm glad you mentioned that about the about uh, Monica's mother, um, because that is an interesting 
because in the comics is a, she's a little bit different than what we're seeing right now so it's gonna be fantastic to see what that relationship was um and i you know it would be cute if they were like together and you know it's in the comics it's you know carol is considered uh, a straight woman um, but you never know. This could be something that we like, oh, yeah, I'll try to twist it around. But it would be nice. But I'm sure there'll be plenty. Well, maybe not on Tumblr. But there'll be plenty. Um, yeah, it could still be stories. Um, or it still can be art um, of them together. It just won't be some art <laughs> right. that will go there. But I'm sure some of y'all will put it on, on Twitter because that's where a lot of y'all are using it now. I don't know if you remember Elio, Elio or Elo. You remember Elo? Um, oh, it came out. It's supposed to be a replacement for Facebook when Facebook was going after drag queens' real names. Remember that whole situation? I do remember that, yes. They were supposed to be the the alternative and it never took off the ground, but it might now because of Tumblr. Um, and everybody knows what Tumblr, and we'll get on that in a second. Um, but um, yeah, back to the trailer, it was really nice, it was just like fun. Um, and not telling you too much. So I'm really curious to see what happened to where Carol is at that point to where we'll see her in the end game. So mm-hmm. up on that. So Avengers end game, that trailer came out. And there was a lot of talk. There was some, you know, sites saying it's coming out on Wednesday. And then they said, well, it's not coming out because of George. That old man died. And I don't know if I believe that. I, I, I was like, I don't know if I believe that. Because I had not well, there was a tweet that I saw that Marvel, once whenever Marvel releases a trailer, stocks it affects stocks um, <laughs> positively. So them not since uh, stock exchange was closed, oh. Marvel didn't have an incentive to release it. So I can understand if that's true why they wouldn't release a trailer on Wednesday. I didn't know that. Hmm. Okay, uh, let's get continue on with your uh your thoughts about the the trailer. Yeah, so you know when that that was, you know, I, it came it was it came out it's early for us, so it was like around morning when it came out here in California, and y'all already was like talking about it, <laughs> um, and I was like, okay, and there is Tony, he's talking to Pepper. Um, and then as we got through, it was showing what's going to go down. And then, you know, I, I, I caught my feelings when, you know, Cap started crying. I was like, oh, no, okay, what's, you know, 50% was wiped out. And you, then, you know, you see Thanos walking through the fields. <laughs> right. Like he is um, Celia and uh, Nettie <laughs> <laughs> back in the day. Um, and then, you know, it talks about how everything is going down. But what I like about the trailer is it didn't tell you what they got to do. It was like, we have a plan. We don't know what it is. You know, we don't see it. And I like the way it ended with, you know, Cap saying something like, because if this doesn't work, I don't know what I'm going to do. And uh-huh. Lord Cap is at the end of it. And he needs a hug and, you know, to get off. And, you know, you see all this stuff going on. <laughs> and 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 apparently, if y'all didn't see um, Ant-Man and the Wasp, I found it interesting that Scott was back because, to spoil everything, Scott was in the neg- in that weird universe 
he was going back in there. And then when the snap happened, all of them were gone. Wasp, the daddy, her daddy, and Michelle Pfeiffer, the mom, they were gone. And they were orchestrating that experiment when he was gone in that mega world. So I was like, okay, is he going to be stuck there? But apparently he got out. So uh, they spoiled that for people if they didn't see that. But um, I, I'm very curious to see what's going to happen. Um, who's going to really end? I like that they didn't even put Miss uh, Captain Marvel in there. So you, you just don't really have an idea what's going to really go down. Mm-hmm. But I did notice that uh, there's a scene when Cap looks at um, his, um, I think it was the stopwatch, and there was Peggy. Yeah. And the last time he did something like that was in the first Captain America when he flew the ship into the ice. So I was like, don't, don't. Okay. And there's a lot of talk about he's going to be the one. So I was like, oh, Lord. Anyway, what did you think? I thought it was a decent trailer. Mm-hmm. I liked how... It like it looks like a song, a swan song from uh for Captain and Iron Man. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that they didn't reveal too much because the ending on Infinity War was so abrupt. We didn't have any kind of resolution or some kind of reflection from the characters. Yeah. So we still need to get that that dialogue, those those scenes. Mm-hmm. Um I don't I'm wondering how they're gonna introduce Captain Marvel because you know, this is the uh, ending, and you know the next the next phase is supposed to start afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that a lot of you wokey woke niggas need to calm down because I saw so many tweets. Now, some of them were um, some of them were jokes, but a lot of other tweets were like, oh, Marvel don't know how to put in no black characters. Oh, I'm never going to uh, support this. Or where's all the black characters? I'm like, y'all, okay. So it was a teaser trailer, yeah. number one. We got maybe three more coming. <laughs> Plus, it said, you know damn well, Marvel is not going to just throw away characters like Black Panther where it made all that fucking money. So calm the fuck down. I mean, some of y'all are so woke. You might as well need to take an Ambien or something and lay down your burdens on your Sealy Possibia because it is just, just calm down. Yeah, you're you, you right. I saw people jump to that. And I was like, okay, because there was that saying, it was that scene where you have to catch it. It was quick. They were saying people who were missing and it had Peter, but then I had Shuri. And then mm-hmm. all this and that. And then, now, I think it was um, Pepper as rescue, because there was this woman in the dark. It could have been her or it could have been Okoye. Um, and it was doing that, those scenes of who was left. And yeah, y'all have to remember, I think Okoye, if, if y'all want to go, and I think I'm going to do this too, look into the credits or go to, uh, what's that, IMDb. We'll see who's going to be in the movie. Um, I think she's in the movie. Uh, she probably will be. And we don't know if Shuri's really gone. Shuri could be planning something. Mm-hmm. They just can't find her right now because of what happened. Um, but um, it's just, yeah, people got too caught up in that. And I'm like, let's just wait and see, y'all. We don't really know what's going on. And again, you're right. These are very popular characters. So they're going to do something with Black Panther's characters the same way they did when they put them in Infinity War. 
So, right. And this is not, they're still in post-production editing. Yeah. So they still have, I've heard, I think I've read somewhere like maybe four hours. They, the movie is like four hours. Now they have to cut it down. So let's just give them some more time yeah. before y'all want to go uh, wave your all Black Lives Matter flag and say that y'all don't, Black, Marvel doesn't care about Black people. Like, yeah. calm down, Kanye. Y'all need to really calm down on that. Because again, you're right, this is just the first teaser. Um, and I'm sure there are somewhere in there because it's going to be people working, you know, they're going to be using top minds, you know, trying to figure out the quantum universe and everything else. And I remember Sherry knows stuff in that sense of how that works. And I feel like, again, because they didn't have to bring her even in, you know, I was like thinking didn't have to bring her into Infinity War, but they did. And they really showed her a great role, you know, of like knowing how to handle the situation with Vision. So I'm just like, y'all come on let's just wait and quit quit looking for a reason to fight <laughs> that's what i feel right. like uh, well i mean i'll talk about that in king's Island this year but i feel like some of y'all just if y'all don't wake up angry you just don't you don't feel fulfilled but anyway looking forward for the movie looking forward for more um you know, it's it's gonna be something. And I'm fine with Cap not having a beard. I know a lot of people were heard about that. Okay, I was stressed. I was stressed. I didn't see that that man took that beard. Thanos took that beard too. I'm like, how dare you, sir? He's 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 trying to, you know, be he's coming back into his role because he's been you know, he left being Captain America for two years. So he feel like maybe he has to come back and look the part. Um, but yeah, his yeah, he had his fresh quaff done, and you know those tears rolling. That's why I forgave it because I was like, he's, he's crying, so I'm gonna let that go. <laughs> he has to go out the way he came in. And he <sighs> well, yep. Clean shaven. We will always have Cap when he came out of the shadows, looking tasty and fighting um, Proxima Midnight, like catching her thing. So, child, okay, I'm so. <sighs> Y'all know how I feel about the Black Order. The Black Order didn't need to go out like some chumps. I'm sorry. Like, to be truth be told, Proxima should have killed both Scarlet and Okoye. She could have. Yeah. And I don't know how um, Homeboy, oh God, the Doctor Strange's um, All the other. Yeah, I don't know what how he got sucked through a hole like this was a Airport seventy six. Like, oh, I was just very, I was very vexed how they went out. But but, but Thanos could bring him all right back if he wanted to. He could. That's true. But who knows? He could be like Sinister. You know, Sinister. He had his Marauders, and I don't know if they did this in the in the show, but in the comic, he had his marauders who was killing mutants and so when they got mm-hmm. killed he just had a whole bunch of them that he cloned to come back so who knows what who knows what Thanos can do i feel like that else is not gonna be that, that that villain though you know what i mean he's gonna be like conflicted and reading poetry and stuff but he's gonna be on his e praying love <laughs> probably so he already <laughs> is running around like he's on mariah carey in the butterfly video so uh, he just needs some horses and a torn dress. He will be set to go. 
we'll see how Thanos. I like we didn't see a lot of Thanos either, so we don't know what is going through his mind. Um, but if y'all do read the Infinity Gauntlet, you kind of understand he's. <laughs> it's weird because I always want to say he's a lover, not a fighter, because the way he feels about death and his obsession with her and his love for her. So I don't know. We'll see how this goes. We will see how this goes. Yeah. Then also get it together. Um, so um, speaking, I kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier, but um, so hmm, um, we're going to get in a little bit of the mess. Now. It was a fucking mess. Let's get into it. Okay. So I, I'm going to throw this in there because this past week we saw a lot of um, you kind of mentioned this, Nick, about people being so woke. Um, just being so woke has become this persona or this image you must have in order to feel like you are um, better than others or even more intelligent than others. So you release these um, first draft dissertations about things that don't exist. For example, could you imagine someone? <laughs> someone um, doing a dissertation or doing like a, a, a article about X-Men, the, X, the, the, the animated series and talk about the misogyny and the protestiny of Professor X when he's trying to tell what the women should do in, you know, I, it, it's something like that. But Ariana Grande, um, what if y'all, y'all kind of saw it. So Into is one of our queer, um, websites that you know put out some great work normally great work um but this time it, they let a freelancer just put something they i don't know they didn't have no business putting out true basically they were dreaming they woke up and tried to write the dream down <laughs> they put it on paper and it was just a crap shot it was all about like saying that she was kind of look black um even though she's greek italian so they're going to tan and look a certain way. Um, saying things like, you know, when she said bitch, she was being against this. This Saying when the Clovers, if y'all saw Bring It On, apparently the writer didn't, but when you saw the Clovers, their colors are kind of like they're red and green. Um, and saying how they were pan-African colors. Too. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> then they said that there was a part in the beginning of the video where there was a man dressed up as a woman um, saying that that was against trans. And I was like, they, I don't think it was that deep. Um, they, this person was doing the most. And they do have a PhD. I think they were getting a PhD or they had a PhD. And I was like, girl, you must have been really... Um, and it's a man, but I'm saying girl as I, as I say girl with anybody. Uh, but um, just what made you just decide to do something like this? Um, I and and what what bothered me is the fact that the editors didn't really do their job. You know what I mean? Like that's that's, that's like saying that my students decided they're going to bring in some program. They're going to bring in um, one of those, you know, they're going to bring in Milo Yabba Dabba Doo. And, and, and I just say, sure. And then all of a sudden, you know, here's the uproar about why is Milo coming to campus? Who signed off on this? What's going on? Do you know what we stand for as a university? Do you know what we stand for for this and that? And they're going to look at me because I'm the one who said, sure. Uh-huh. This bitch is going to get fired. <laughs> because I'm super, I'm the one that it went through. So it, it made me feel like 
hey, I know y'all might be busy, but you were editors. You're supposed to have blocked this because apparently the writer got, he got, um, uh, I think, uh, death threats or something like that. Um, now, I want to I wanna make sure that I think the writer is a trans man. I think I could be wrong, so I'm just going to keep it at the writer. But the writer um, got death threats, um, and it's it wouldn't have happened if the editors would have just caught wind to that. Uh, but, you know, Into is kind of interesting how they do their business because at first, you know, jumping back when they had an issue with um, Grindr, um, with their president saying what they're saying, it was Into who was under them, broke the story and did a response to that. And so again, they did a response to it. Clarticia Kent wrote um, a rebuttal to that, which was uh, very helpful and very good about that particular situation, but it kind of made a lot of us stand up and go like, wow, how, one, how woke can, what is really being so woke these days? And at what risk are you willing to do things to where it's going to put you in danger? But again, editors, y'all got to be better at catching this because this person's life was in danger. Mm -hmm. And it makes me wonder were they trying to get because i think what i think somebody tweeted what um when that when that particular article came out i think one of the editors was saying wait till they see this article and it was like so y'all kind of knew um because that tweet came out and it was gone so i was like that's interesting because like y'all kind of knew this was going to cause some controversy which is fine but y'all didn't i don't think y'all expected the backlash that you did now did you and what did you think when you saw that. Now, I already, I, I wasn't going to read that article, number one, because it wasn't that deep. Mm-hmm. Number two, I'm like, it's, like you, like we said, like, come, being woke is good, you know, being aware of all of these things that have minorities at a systematic disadvantage is necessary to change it. Mm-hmm. However, when you're adding two plus two and equal and getting purple, something ain't right. So I just need people to do better. And I also need these editors to do better too. It's not only don't place the onus just strictly on the writer. You know, it had to get clear it had to get clearance to get published. So some of these editors the people in power to have these articles published need to be held accountable as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very true. Um, and I think, I think the writer was a trans man. So I, I realized that, that was coming into a lot more uh, issues because of the fact this was a trans man. So I was like, this is bringing in more things against this person. And some of it, some of it was like, a little bit much and I, I didn't like the fact that we was getting into death threats and they were saying that you should kill yourself because I, I saw some of those tweets and I was like okay that's we have to go there yes drag this person for just doing this but let's not go there with that but you're right the editors should have done a better job with that and I felt bad for Intu I'm like Intu's getting hit you know with a lot of stuff and hopefully they're learning like hey keep it together because this is credibility here 
and you already have, you know, out is getting a whole brand new mix. And I think um, people that we know and follow are going to uh, going to be really in charge of the editing and everything else. So I'm like, be careful because I kind of set this online. I do believe there's going to be like a LGBT media war in the sense of like, there's going to be interesting articles coming out for all from advocate out them and into, but I, and I'm not trying to start up stuff, but I do feel like, because the way folks were calling out other people, like for example, we, we go back to the Al Grinder story. It was interesting that the Grinder president was being interviewed by um, advocate. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so I kind of see this going to, and then how some editors and writers from different places was quickly jumping on that scene. The same way they were about Universal Fan Con. It was like how they were, you know, all these sites were quickly jumping on this situation. I was like, uh, okay. So I hope this, this won't happen. I want each other, I want them all to hold each other accountable, but I hope they don't become petty and snarky as if it was like an Alexis and, um, Dominique situation. <laughs> so I hope on Alexis or Sable. That's or Crystal or Alexis mm-hmm. in the ass body. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just hope we don't see that. But I was seeing a little bit of that come up when we when when that whole article came out. So um I'm glad that that was resolved and I'm glad Zach um who who is the I think the senior editor kind of really spoke out against that. But that's not that happened again and 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 y'all just gotta do a little bit better. Yeah, I, I like the fact y'all admit you failed, but we have to do a little better than that. Because uh-huh. you know, I were I, I, as queer people, our credibility is always on the table, and let's not let's not just feed that fire. So please, y'all, please learn from this. I know y'all will. Let's just not do this again. <laughs> now, what else? I know the other shit that popped off. <sighs> let's get into it. The Kevin Hart thing, because that's that's a lot. So there's a lot with this, but you know, Kevin Hart was going to be hosting the Oscars, and you know, some of us were like, okay, I guess. Um, I don't really think a lot of the stuff is funny. I think people around him is funny, um, like the house, like the house husbands or whatever. That was funny because the people that was around it. Um, but all of a sudden, I think some old tweets were brought up because these things happen. Um, where they're very homophobic tweets, um, as well as them talking about like he hope his son is not gay, um, and what have you, or his kids were not not to be queer, whatever. Um, and so he didn't really apologize. he didn't apologize. He just kind of went on the deep end about y'all want to bring up old stuff and let's be positive and everything else. Um, and that happened with that was like literally within the in a few days, next thing you know. Um, he said he's stepping away from it. Mm-hmm. All we're hoping will be hosting. Um, and, and then he would not post anything on it. But then he turned around, I think, on Instagram and then did an apology and all that stuff. And I was thinking, couldn't you have done the apology? And I was like, okay, you can hit this backwards, all right. But what was interesting is seeing the outcry uh, of people talking about, like, now you want to bring up old stuff on everybody and how dare you do this. I saw. Um, you know, there was D.L. Hughley and um, the, uh, Nick Cannon, Nick Cannon and, and, and Gary Owens. Um, and if y'all don't know who Gary Owens is, he was the white host of Comic View on BET, if y'all remember him. 
Um, but they were saying how we're being too sensitive. And Nick Cannon went back and, and pulled some stuff on Amy Schumer, um, Sarah Silverman, and... The some- two least likely people that we give <laughs> a fuck about. Like, yeah. we weren't ch- checking for them half us. I know, we wasn't supporting them, but what it, but what it ended up doing was several things. One, I hate the fact that they talk about it was too sensitive. It's too sensitive, and it's always interesting that it's too sensitive when it's, when it's things about us, gay people or queer people. Mm-hmm. But if it was something racist... No, take everything from leave them homeless. Mm-hmm. And we're going like, okay, that's interesting that every time it's something homophobic, we're being too sensitive. And I and I think that's very fascinating because you think about the fact that we still have gay bashings going on. We still have kids killing themselves. Or getting killed. killed. Yeah, getting killed. We just lost another trans woman of color this week was murdered. Um, so you can't tell us that we're being too sensitive. We're dying because of this type of stuff. We're dying because of these type of views. Right. So no, we're not being too sensitive. It should not be coming from people of some sense of, you know, of a certain level. Kevin Hart is known all over the world. And yes, yes, it was 2011. Okay. But this was your opportunity to say, I said some dumb, crazy ass stuff back in the day. I am no longer. I'm no longer like that. I have grown. That is, you can yes, you, yeah. I think something. I think hell. Two no. Nah, uh, what's his name? Uh, um, Snoop Dogg will say like he yeah he said I said some crazy stuff back then, but you know now it's like I think he's like I'm cool with gay folks. Something I want to say that that I've seen stuff like that was like oh I said stuff stupid back then, but now blah blah blah. Um, I can't remember was somebody else saying that the reason why they started supporting gay people is because palatability. I can't remember who was that, but um, it was like the fact that you can he could have said yeah you know that was some bull. I don't mean that and just move, kept it moving. But he, yeah, but he refused to, he yeah. fucked up the bag. He fucked up the bag. So I don't know if whenever you start hosting uh, like something like the Oscar that they pay you in advance or they pay you afterwards, yeah. either way, uh, if they pay you afterwards, then you already fucked up the bag and you don't get that. You yeah. could have just apologized, say that that was back in the day where I didn't know any better. And now I do. Um, and that could have been, on, that could have been gone. But you went through all this hoopla saying, oh, uh, I'm a, I don't dwell in the past or yada, yada, yada. Basically some nigga shit. Yeah. And first of all, Nick Cannon, I'm, the day I listen to anybody that buys their clearance suits from Men's Warehouse is the day that I don't want to live anymore. Yeah. So I'm not paying to any attention to anybody that looks like a homeless person. And D.L. Hughley, please get those duffel bags up under your eyes together before you come and get somebody together. You know, um, like all these niggas, all these straight niggas, all do this. Oh, we down for black people, but when it's actually down to be for uh, queer black people, all of a sudden they got a, a problem with it. Yeah. So you know, fuck all of them. I don't have anything to nice to say about them, and you know. I'm tired of doing this back and forth with these niggas that really don't give a fuck about us. Yeah, and I saw even and some of y'all on Twitter were ridiculous as well because y'all were 
there was one woman I retweeted her um, talking about like, you know, dig up something from the past. Um, and I'm like, it's, I said, this is not new. There was like, and there was like, it's, or they will say something like, it's funny they only go after a black man. Like, I was, I was like, tricks, they go after everybody. This is mm-hmm. not just on black men. They will dig up stuff on everybody. They do it on Trump all the time. Trump will say something three years ago and they will bring that back up. Um, they just did it. Um, hell, the whole Kavanaugh situation mm-hmm. was bringing stuff back from what he did and hold him accountable for. This is not a new thing. We people will bring back things you did in the past. That's what a whole job interview does any fucking yes. way. They go back into your past. So what the fuck are we really talking about? Yes, well, it was a reference check is to check of what you have done in the yeah. past. There are some places, I'm glad you mentioned that, that they will have to talk to someone who was your supervisor within 10 years ago. That means 10 years, you could have been fired. You could have done all types of stuff in 10 years. Mm-hmm. So- See, when I, when I worked at um, one company, I had to do an SF-86 for the government. Mm-hmm. And those are very detailed backgrounds. I had to list each place that I worked, give a reference, a person of reference for each place I worked, each place I lived. I couldn't repeat uh, the reference person. So they're given all of this information just to work on somebody's phones. So them digging back into my background is part of the job. You know, the Oscars should have did that. Maybe uh, they can. It would be really a, a middle finger to Kevin Hart if they get somebody like Titus or... Um, hell, get Lena Waithe. Yeah. Try something hell, I'll, I'll host the Oscars for a flight and maybe some Jack in a Box. And I will join you. We can do it. And just, like, just give us a cute outfit. I, I want a cape. Um, and, just, <laughs> and let us kind of figure out, you know, how we want to do these things. And we'll bring special guests. Make it a variety show, like a share show. <laughs> Right, we do a variety show. Shit, yeah, we do a variety show. It'd be like, um, here's Diana Ross, and, and, and Diana Ross is going to introduce the next. Grant's going to turn all the way from Europe from her castle. Right, Ida make Well, we won't do that. Tina, <laughs> who's going to win? Like, can you do the next? Um, you know, person of the year. Well, I don't know. Somebody would be like Tracy Ellis Ross, which I personally think that should be hosting. Tracy Ellis Ross could do it. Maya Rudolph can do it. Um, um, hell, Jennifer Lewis can do it. Come on, y'all. Y'all can, there's plenty of people y'all can pick. I really don't know why we went with Kevin Hart in the first place. I get that he's just everywhere, but you could ask Whoopi to do it again. Hell. Right. But yeah, it was just interesting to see the response was was getting me. The responses because you had so many people doing it. And what also I noticed, and I hate this so much, is the fact that right on time, here comes black people being, you know, this ignorant about homophobia and ignorant about how these situations should go down. And then you have, and someone mentioned this, Stephen um, Drasher did this in the article he just wrote. And then you have white people 
you know, jumping in and be like, well, let's educate these poor black people who don't understand about homophobia. I hate that most of all, because it always goes back to the fact that that stereotype that we as black people are more stereotyped or more, I mean, more homophobic than anyone. And I hate that more than anything because it it plays that trope. And I feel like we were seeing that come up t- so much over the weekend, just on this situation alone. And I, and I just feel like, you know, at this point, y'all, if you're not, if you're, it's hard for me to be like, if, you know, it's hard for me to understand where y'all coming from. It's like when you try to say we're attacking a black man or we're trying to take away his paper. I'm like, no, he's doing that fine on his own. What we want y'all to recognize is this type of speech and talk is not okay. If you, if it's that much for, from you to apologize, if it's that hard for you to apologize, you need to check yourself about why is it that, why is it so hard for you to apologize? If you love all people, you should be able to do it. Hell, if you're just greedy for money, you should just apologize. And even though you may have admit that, you're like, well, shoot, I want this bag. So I'm going to apologize all day. All right. <laughs> and truth be told, Kevin Hart ain't been funny since like I don't know 2011. I, yeah, I was trying to think have I have I watched the Kevin Hart movie and I have not. Well, I've never been checking for him that way, but it still doesn't. You know, besides all that, all he had to do was apologize. It doesn't cost a thing. He would have if he had a good manager. They could have like set it up to like yeah, apologize and come out and do this and raise money and for LGBT rights and just do something, you know, let's play this up, you know, could have worked in his favor, but no, no. And I'm not going to be quiet about it. I'm not going to be quiet about these, these quote unquote harmless jokes, not having any kind of, uh, not have any kind of effect on us because these, these, this is how deep rooted homophobia starts. Yeah. And it starts as a joke and it gets bigger and bigger until it gets physical. And then somebody ends up losing a life and it's more than likely going to be one of us. Yeah. And that's the problem. This is why we get into the situations like the um, the Dwight Howard situation. We get into other situations where it's hard for uh, black men to come out, black men to be comfortable with themselves, black men to feel more than just some hypersexual and hypermasculine role. Like it's so much that because of this type of talk, uh, it leads black men to struggle with this. And I just, I just wish that we could do better. And I hope that people are learning from this. I, you know, who knows, but I don't want this to continue to happen over and over again. And I feel like that if some celebrities were really smart, they would have looked at this and be like, that ain't gonna be me. And mm-hmm. I hope managers are like looking at this like, that's not going to be my damn client. Because um, if they bag is hurt, my bag is hurt. So right. um, Kevin Hart, do better. There's a lot you need to do. But I don't need um, the rest of these comedians. Ain't nobody really checking for it because they come out and say anything. And I really need for y'all on Twitter to get y'all selves together and quit trying to talk about how this is the white man trying to bring the black man down. I'm like, no, this is him doing this fine on his own. Yes, if anything comes out, the best thing you should do is come out ahead of it. Um, you know, a part of me is like, if you getting really famous, you might want to go back at your Twitter and see what needs to be gone anyway. I think real people who, you know, who got good management, we have already taken care of that a long time ago. <laughs> like, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is right now. 
before it comes back. And if it does come back, let's prepare you to do. I can, Lord, why is this a hard thing? I think that's what they do. Michelle Obama was talking about how, like, how there were things that they were told they needed to be aware of as, you know, as he, as Obama was getting, going to be president and, and why he was president. If they knew all what they needed to do, why is it hard for celebrities to do that as well? I just feel like that y'all need to look at y'all management and get that part together because this shouldn't have gotten as deep as it did. Then where I just under, don't understand where is the PR people? Yeah, like, did, was there like some kind of uh, layoff or some kind of rise that we didn't know about in Hollywood because? Just this, just in the past couple of months, we've had these PR fuck ups. Yeah, and I'm like, what is going on? Again, on things that could have that we can see. You know what I'm saying? Like these are things. Like if I was hired to be a consultant or a PR person, I'd be like, okay, I can. Let's look at like, hey, I have the rock. Hey, sit down, rock. Let's talk about some things. So let's see. Have you ever said anything like this? Because we need to go and look at it and take care of it or set it up mm-hmm. or what we need to do. You know, let's get your speech together when this goes down. I think one of the, the things I saw that was really good was Jason Momoa's group. So, you know, when Jason Momoa said something rapey back at Comic-Con, I think, about, I think yeah. he said that, yeah, that he gets to... You know, he gets go, to rape uh, beautiful women when he was on Game of Thrones. Yeah, and that was not cute. But as soon as someone brought that up, within a few days, I think it was like a day, the apology was all set. He said it. Then he said it on TV. I'm so sorry. I, I didn't mean. I, I shouldn't have said this. He put it on his Instagram, on his Twitter, everything. And I was like, okay. And that was it. And that was like, okay. He didn't try to combat it. He didn't try to say that was, I was joking. He was like, I said something horrible and I shouldn't have said it and went along. I think Lisa probably got him together on that. But uh, oh, look, You're not going to have me embarrassed in this motherfucker. I'll take your motherfucking ass out. <laughs> yeah, Lisa will probably like, no, you're not going to do that while I'm here. So <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It, it should have been done that quick, that swift, that easy. Mm-hmm. But again. Again, um, but it was really, uh, for me, it was just sad to see, and not surprising, but sad to see um, just the black responses because we, we have to do better, y'all. This is not, there's some racial stuff in some of that, yes, but the situation was simple. An apology was an attack on him because he's black. It was an attack on him because these were homophobic statements. I can't say this enough. So if y'all just don't understand that and you can't tell us, and then I saw a lot about you're black first and you queer whenever. For many of us, that's not always the case either. That's mixed in with our queerness. Our blackness is mixed in with our queerness. Some of us can't break that a piece apart. That's just not how that works. Um, Are you black first and woman second? Are you, you know, like it's, these are things that sometimes are entwined. And the experiences that you have are very paramount to who you are as a queer person. So I can't separate my blackness from my queerness because my experiences made me who I am. So I can't because therefore I'm lost. So don't don't do that either, y'all. And again, it was a lot of people who were not 
gear to even speak, let alone spell, or it was people who are not queer themselves trying to tell us how we should feel. And I hate that so much. So, oh, goodness. Kevin you know, Hart. fucking annoying. Yes, it really were. It really was. Really was. Really was. And I need y'all to keep that same energy if we meet in public. <laughs> I need to say, y'all need to have that same energy when, again, Racism pops up. I need to see y'all run after these folks to a certain degree as much as you're trying to run after us. Mm-hmm. Which is sensitive. Right. Wow. Too sensitive. Well, I think that was all we had on the tea table. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, oh, I heard Aquaman's doing well in China. <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> that's good. And we'll be seeing that very soon. Oh, and also Into the Universe. I mean, Into the Universe. Into the Spider-Verse is doing well. Yeah, I need to see that. Yeah, I need to see that. Um, So I'll be seeing it. I'll be seeing it on Wednesday. Um, I ain't like some of y'all got to see it this weekend, but hey, Wednesday, I can't. I'm not going to complain. So (laughs) I will see it this Wednesday. (laughs) There you go. There you go. All right, well, let's just go ahead and jump into our king-size issue. This is our year-in show. So we're going to talk, I guess, talk about what we want to see. What what did we see and what we hope to not see in 2019? You go first. You go first. (laughs) I don't want any more wokeness. I want that gone. I want, I want the two woke people to be gone. Be woke, but I want the two woke people to be out of it. I don't want to see any more articles where y'all trying to bring in pedagogy and the harmonious and diaspora. I want, I want all that to not be. I feel like when some of y'all are just too woke, you miss the point. Um, for example, I'll bring back. Um, Sabrina. So, you know, Sabrina was out. We all watched it, enjoyed it. But all of a sudden, there was some think pieces about prudence being hung, about hanging black people. And I was like, um, okay. But prudence is a witch. And that was the primary way of killing witches was being hung. Um, We can go back in history and look at how that was done to many people, even before slavery. Right. But I was like, okay, have your moment. When we are doing stuff like this, where we are just pin picking or nitpicking things to where we want to tie it into something racial, tie it into something like this, tie it into that, it gets out of control. And we saw that with the Ariana Grande article when it just went way out of control. I I would hope that we don't see that um, in the future. And I hope some of y'all stop clout searching or whatever you want to call it where you know like trying to find yourselves like let me start something up uh even though thousands of people are going to drag me people will be talking about me and i'm like that's not how you want to be remembered <laughs> right you don't want to be the murderer you don't want to be jason Voorhees. you want to be the survivor i hope you want to be the survivor so let's not do that. Let's not try to play, uh, um, chase clout. Let's not put stuff out that doesn't make any damn sense. And let's not try to look for 
battles that are not there. You know, that's that meme of that person talking to themselves <laughs> on the train. Uh-huh. That's, that's what I think of some of these people sometimes. Like, you're just doing this. I don't know for what. So hopefully, you know, if we see whatever, you know, second season of um, Sabrina, please don't do any more Prudence Black this. Remember, Prudence is a witch. And so they'll probably focus on witch things. Okay. Um, so let's not go there again, because that was annoying. All that was annoying. Um, and, you know, let's just look at it. Be critical, yes. But let's not try to take it into, I don't know, Demascara. Y'all be traveling so deep and reaching so hard for things. Like, stop doing that. Think about your legacy. Think about your credibility when y'all do this. Because that, that puts your credibility online. And if you have to ask, am I the only one thinking this? You probably are. <laughs> so let that be kind of the notion for you. Because I saw that too. And they're like, am I the only one thinking this? And I almost said yes. But I, I quit because of your friends to this particular person. So I was like, I should have DM said yes and stop. But I didn't do that. So that's my fault. But um, yeah, let's not just do stuff like that. I am looking forward to people writing critical things and being very honest, but also being very, um, what's the word? Uh, oh, just it make, make it make sense. Make it make sense. Where mm-hmm. you're actually educating people, not turning people away. That's me. Hmm. Um, I know this year has been long. Yeah. Like, we had Black Panther. Yes. We had... It just looked like that was this year. Just, that was last year, like two years ago. Yeah, we had uh, FanCon. <laughs> you know what? Let's, let's get into that. Because that, that, that was... That, that engulfed all of us. That was our, that was our Infinity War. <laughs> <laughs> that was our Infinity War. <laughs> That brought I mean, all of us together. Oh man, because you know it was supposed to be like this big all big all thing, and when it didn't happen, like I'm still. Even though we've said that we're not, we've kind of moved past it. There's still some hurt feelings, especially on my part. Yeah, because we had built Mega Shane literally from our own two hands, mm-hmm. and we. I felt, well, I'll speak for myself. I felt like pairing with a lot of the people that were involved with FanCon was going to elevate us. Yeah. And when it didn't, when it just fell through like it did, mm-hmm. I felt, I felt hurt. Mm-hmm. I felt misused. I felt lied to. I felt that, um, that we were going to lose what little that we had. Mm -hmm. And for the people that did what they did, I don't think that I can look at the blur community the same because of what they did. Yeah. And it it, it hurts. It hurts. It still hurts. Yeah, for me, it was, I, I, 
it was a hard pill to swallow, but I've but, but because I've seen things like this happen, like I remember it was a thing called PrideCon that fell apart like that, and I was like, okay. But um, what was interesting was that one of the people who um, who was working on the money with that was also working with the money in Universal FanCon, and so it was very interesting to me to um, see how that went down. But I think I just expected more from the leaders. Um, I, I did feel that Jamie got a lot of the heat. Mm-hmm. Um, the two men kind of did, I don't, I felt did not get as much heat, but I, as I'm looking back, I think the way Jamie responded to certain things was why she got a lot of heat. Um, and I think the, you know, changing titles and, and what have you, I, I think if she would have handled it differently, it could have been a different situation for her. Um, but the way the other two men, like one of them just disappeared and then one of them had the audacity to be interviewed. And we talked about it on the show that when you had the opportunity to clean it up, that was, because he was on a big platform. I, I can't remember who interviewed him, but that was his chance to clean it up and had mm-hmm. the audacity to say that it was his fault for believing in that non-existent community. And I was like, it was... No, okay, non-existent. And it made me realize that you have not learned from your situation. You will continue to burn for this. And I'm glad that he will continue to burn. He will never be able to come back from this. Um, Because when he had an opportunity to fix it, didn't do it, blamed everyone. But not look at the fact that um, the other con, one more con, I'm saying it totally wrong, but when they picked it up, Blur Girl and some of the others fixed that up, Mm-hmm. and set it up to where y'all had something to still go to, that was proof that we are more, we are not a narcissistic community. We are a community because we were able to do that. And we're still our community. I just think that, or we still as a community, I can't even talk. We still are a community. However you want to say it, wherever everyone is. I just think we still are a community. And I think that that, while it was, it tore us down. I think it made us a little bit stronger because it made us realize what we are truly capable of, but also it made us realize who, at the end of the day, who will be there, who will stand for us when we need that support. Um, So it was bittersweet, um, but it opened my eyes to people who will let greed trump over their, their credibility. Um, and you know, I really hate that certain things like I, you know, I, to this day, I feel very sad for black girl nerds because that took a hit on them to this point. They don't have the credibility that they used to have. And that was something that I used to admire about this group and admire about yeah. their leadership. Um, I think they're, they will always pay for this. Um, and for anybody who is doing anything like this, Always keep your credibility. Keep that at the forefront of everything that you plan, everything that you do. We do that with Megasheen. I do that with, you know, the comics I'm creating. You have to keep your credibility up there. You have to put your pride down. If you're wrong or you did something that was out of, out of pocket, you have to stop and be like, is this worth my credibility, my name, my brand? Is it worth this? Think that through first and then respond. Because if you say, yeah, it is, then okay, that's your choice. 
but it shouldn't be. And so to see how that went down was sad. But I struggle with how some of us took it. This is why I'm saying that. I think we always had a right to hurt. I think some people took it to extremes. Um, but I think we have to allow ourselves to heal. Um, don't waddle in that too long because when you do it too long, you, you're go, it's going to affect you in ways that you may not want that to affect you. So don't, I always say to some people to like be angry, but find a way to let it go in some form or fashion, find a way to let it go because I don't want that to, to taint everything. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's sad for me to hear not only from you, Nick, but from other people, they feel like, you know, they, they struggle with trusting our community. And I don't want that. I want that to be like, I don't want us to ever over, always over-question our community. I want us to be cautious of our community, but not to always feel that way. And I hope that we can heal from that and see more from us. Um, but we also saw a little bit of that again. Um, I think it was, was it, it was Geeks of Color or something like that happened to where there was, some, there was an issue to happen with that. Mm-hmm. We have to be very careful with our brands and our situations. And if something goes down, we have to listen to it and try to figure out what was the problem, how we can fix it. Do the best thing you can do because you can lose everything overnight mm-hmm. if you are not careful about your brand, your stance. Everything can fall apart. And I think after what we saw with Universal Fan Con, I think it's going to make a lot of us creators and, and leaders and what have you be mindful of if we do anything again, we just have to be smarter and be ready to, you have to, as a leader, you got to stand there and take the heat. You can't run away. And that's what really bothered me was they ran away. <laughs> yeah, they. a lot of people look to some of the affiliates with the answers and we didn't know what was going on. We got the same that, what was it? That Friday or that Thursday or Friday when hotel cancellations were going out, we were kind of hit on the, the side with what was going on. It, It was just, it was so unfair how that went down. And I don't, it's Yeah. It's going to always be a, a moment in time where we had to really look at the people who we were surrounding ourselves with. Um, but it's going to also be a time where we're going to remember how we did come together and how we did save the day and how we can be amazing when we have to. In the middle of adversity, we can still rise above it all. And I hope that we will see more of that con again. As I said before, it should be a traveling con um, where it goes to different areas of the country um, to where it's like an East Coast, a West Coast, a South version, you know. Um, and I really, and that's what I want to see, jumping in with, the, with our topic. I want to see, was it WomaCon? Am I saying it wrong? I'm saying it wrong. Which but, one, though? The one that happened in Baltimore? Yeah. A Comic Con. Okay, Wycom WomaCon. Um, I want that to travel. I want that to continue. I want that to be a celebration of us rising. Because you think about it, <laughs> I forgot who said this to me. It was like, isn't it like how 
Isn't it like how people of color, people of color rise anyway, something goes down horribly, but we just rise up to the top and we still just keep going. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah that. so yes, keep that going, keep that energy, keep that something that we can look forward to um, because we need that. We need to see that. And so let's do that again. Come to the, come to the West coast, come to the East coast. Um, Adding on, I would like to see more of us at the major Comic-Cons, like New York Comic-Con, um, San Diego Comic-Con. I want us to always be powerful and seen and heard all in WonderCon too, all in these cons. They need to see us. They need to revel in us. They need to just see us. And I really hope to see more of that in 2019. I know for me, I want to, oh, I guess personally, I want to write more. Mm-hmm. Um, I got like my note, my, my notes app on my phone that's like filled with ideas, half written articles, all of this jazz. And it kind of just, I don't know, I get intimidated with myself because I don't think that my writing is strong enough. Um, so I'm trying to work on that. I... I do want to find another job, <laughs> get out of where I am. So hopefully within the next few weeks, I can hear some news about other places I interviewed and whatnot. I want us to, I don't know, be nicer to each other. Yeah. But don't take no shit off of each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hold each other accountable mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. Um, I don't know. I feel like 2019 should be bigger and better than what 2018 was because there was a lot of shit that just time after time and story after story, it just felt like, is this year ever going to end? Now, granted, we got, you know, the bright spots like White Comic Con, like Black Panther, um, like other stuff in the geek and gay spaces happen i just hopefully you know once this uh new house is in session we can get the ball rolling on some delayed christmas gifts from uh robert moeller and his team (laughs) well that might be coming soon because this past weekend was a drop listen we'll be here like another couple of hours talking about politics (laughs) but yes um i don't know like I, i just want us to be better people. Yeah, I, 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 I totally agree with that. I think, I think you tweeted this before. I want us to be better queer people, especially queer people of color. I want us to be better at how we see each other and, and support each other. I noticed there's a lot of us out there, especially a lot of us on Twitter or what have you, and we may follow each other, we may not, but we're all like, we acknowledge each other. And I and I that bothers me because I feel like sometimes people are so caught up in keeping their you know keeping their uh, their hype up that they're not really understanding that we have to be good at communicating with us because the whites do it all the time. They are connected. These hoes are connected, um, and they know each other very well. I 
we've both heard stories about how that's not always the case with queer people of color, especially for those of us who are creators in, in the media, what have you. And I want that to change. I want that to, to where we are supporting each other. I see Black women doing that very often. I would love to see Black queer people do that as well. I, I think that it's time for us. And I will say more Black gay men, because I think the yes. Black queer women do this better than we could ever do this, because I think they're all connected in so many ways. And we are lucky to be a part of that network with them, with a lot of the Black queer women out there, as well as Black women in general when it comes to like the Twitterverse and what have you. I envy what I see within that because I don't see that within the black gay verse at all. And I would like to see that black gay male verse. I'd like to see that a little bit more. We should not be intimidated by each other's strengths. We should be inspired by each other's strengths. We should be able to take our strengths and support each other and being successful. I have said to myself that when I see, or if I am, if somebody brings up to me, um, black gay man who is trying to create comics or whatever and somebody if i find them or or if i see it or if they come to me or somebody points them out to me i'm going to support them i may not even know them but i will support them because it needs to be more of us out there i don't care if they booked us better than mine that's not the point the point is there's more of us out there you have choices Mm -hmm. and that's what i want in the first place i ain't got time to be like i want that bitch to be better than me that's that was me in the third grade. That's not going to be me now. And so we should not be like that. We should be out here. When Taraji stood up, when Regina King won that award, and she was sitting there clapping, which is now a meme, <laughs> that's how we should be towards each other. Mm-hmm. Anytime that there's a black person that is getting the Eisner, I am supporting that person. Again, if I don't know you, I'm still supporting it because that's the fact that you're getting the Eisner. If you are a queer person, like, you know, we at the cons and you're doing a panel and if I can be there, I'm going to be there. I made it. I did make that. Uh, that was a promise I made to myself at Comic-Con. I was trying to be at, if I knew of a black queer person, like Spike was going to be somewhere, or if I knew that um, other queer people were going to be somewhere, I was going to try to show up and just be there and watch them because I wanted to be present when we are successful. And I think that is something I want to see more is for us to be there when we are being successful and and showing our support. And black men, be open to that love and that support. We ain't trying to take nothing from each other. And if you are, then you're evil. But we're not (laughs) going to take anything from each other. I want to support you. I want you to be successful as much as possible. I also want you to know that you have us to look back at if you need that help. Um, That's what I would like to see. Um, Personally, I want to continue thriving. Uh, This has been a, uh, I, this was a good year for me personally. Um, And I kind of list that, you know, just finding a new job. That was happy. That was great. Especially with this pay. Thank God. Um, Cause living here in Los Angeles is not, <laughs> is not easy, not easy at all. Um, so I've been happy with that. Happy that Strange Door um, worked out with, with Kickstarter and the interest that I have, and the people have been reaching out about more about this book. It's made me really nervous because I'm like, oh, that means reviews, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> which is gonna be like, 
ooh, crap, I'm going to take reviews. I, I have to, I've been saying you have to take reviews. I'm like, oh, I, have to, I have to stand up to my own words. So that's going to be cute. Um, but also, um, I want to continue to do more. I want to make sure that Megasheen is seen um, and respected. And we will be. And, I'm, and I don't really stress out about us because I feel like things have been moving in, a, in the nice pace that it should. I feel, um, and I say it like that because I know Nick. Nick has uh, like we gotta be here. I'm antsy. I'm antsy. You know, I have anxious. Yes, my anxiety gets the better part of me. I will admit to that. Yes, <laughs> but no, I like that because it makes me like okay. Let me because when when Nick has that energy, I'm like okay. Let me see. Let me see. And I like to like look at it more of a different lens because I'm very laid back. I have become a, a, a California person where I'm like, I've always been a very laid back person. I try not to stress because I live with um, a family that was always stressed. So I try not to be that person. Uh, so I'm like, okay. But I also like to, I like the fact that we now have over a thousand followers that we are now being noted and people are seeing us. I like that our Twitter is, is popping because we will say something and all of a sudden we can get up to a thousand likes. I like these things, but I don't always worry about what other people are doing because what they're doing works for them. What's going to do work for us is going to work for us. So I always feel like we're going to be at a level when, when fate or the universe says it's time for us. I think sometimes we have to be ready for that. I think sometimes I'm using my universe talk. I think the universe is saying, I want y'all to be ready when y'all do take off. Right. And we have to be ready for that. Cause that could be something else. Cause you know, we hear from other people who are, you know, successful people who are doing podcasts and it's a, it's stressful for them. You know, like listen, like, you know, listen to the read. It's stressful for them to be where they are. And, and I think that, or anyone who's at a certain level it's going to be stressed with that. I think we have to be ready for that. So I think the universe is saying, okay, take it in strides. And then when, you know, when it's time, y'all will be ready for it. You can accept it. Y'all can be out on somebody's stage and just be acting like you really at home. To me, I can get out on a stage and I've done it before. Like when I, when I do Comic-Con, it's like we, we have like hundreds of people sitting out there. I'm like, okay, well. So I said, you act like you in your own house. I'm like, because I am. I'm like, I treat it that way because it's like, that's how, I, but again, I'm an extrovert. I can talk to a whole lot of people for no reason. But I, I think I, I would love for that to happen where we're just sitting out there and acting like we, we at home talking to the microphone but it's to a whole bunch of people. So I, I really hope that I do. I know we're going to be at a, a different level this coming year and I'm excited for that. I just want, I need to be ready for that. Um, and, and so I'm working on myself to be ready for those next steps because I realized, and someone said this to me the other day, they was like, you know, with your book coming out, uh, cause I, I got a nice DM from someone who was like, I've noticed that when you mention it, you got all these people liking it or it's been retweeted or I've seen it in some form or fashion. Are you ready for this to go at a certain level? And I was like, yeah. But then I was like thinking, no, I'm not. I'm really not. Because when it, you know, what if someone says we want to make it a movie or we want to do this? 
I'm not ready for that. Mentally, a part of me is going to be like, oh my God, how do I deal with that? How do I deal with this? Or the pressure of worry. If you want to be successful um, with anything, you have to like have stuff ready to go. And you have right. To so I got to get my head on ready for that and all that good stuff too. Um, and again, for Megashine, we just, we're going to be at a different level and we just, we have to be ready for that. Um, and we have to be open to all of the changes that will come. And that's something that I have to be ready for as well. So I'm again, working for myself to be ready for like things that will come down the pike. Are we ready for that? And, you know, as we start going to cons more, we got to get ready for that and people yeah. seeing us. Yeah. Um, somebody, I know uh, a friend of the show in dupe, uh, check him out on his uh, podcast network. Uh, he sent me, because uh, we talk uh, off and on, he asked me, he was like, oh, why don't you do anything about fashion? And I was like, I don't know, because um, I just don't. I don't know. So I had asked, you know, all you guys on Twitter, if you all want to see any, you know, vlogs or style advice as far as fashion from my perspective and the, everybody said yes so i guess i'm going to work on that next year and i don't know what that might entail but you all seem receptive to it and i'm glad that you all are receptive to it so i want to give you all good content i don't know how that's going to be but i'm going to work on that and i thought that was very very cool. Yeah. We use Instagram. We're going to start. Yep. But you can be. <laughs> but you can be thought on there. Oh, no, no. You know I don't thought. <laughs> I'm very covered up. I am a lady. <laughs> okay, that's another thing I hope for next year. It's for some of y'all to understand you can't have it both ways when it comes to, how do I say it? You can thought and that's fine. But don't, get, don't, but don't get upset when people call you out on it. Don't be ashamed of it. Just admit that just you out here thoughting. Just to say it. A lot of y'all would be like mad when people call you out about it. Um, but then it's what you're doing. So, you know, just be open to that. Um, for example, there is a there's a tweet going around with this guy really trying to he's trying to thought on camera, but his cat starts scratching it. <laughs> oh, I saw that. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I said, you know, even though that's funny as hell, at least he was admitting he was thought. Just just accept that. Just do it. Cause a lot of y'all thought a lot. And try to be like, y'all, that's it. Don't be like, that's all y'all think of me. I'm like, well, if that's all you post. <laughs> so, you know, you have to really figure out what you're really doing, but also be comfortable with you doing that. So just own up to it. And just be proud. If you want to thought, thought. Right. Well, don't be tacky about it, because some of y'all are really not good at it. Ain't um, no butt off my bread. True. And another thing I want to say to y'all, this is ugly, and I'll, I'll admit to it. Stop doing OnlyFan videos for free. Get make you some money, honey. That's what I'm saying. If y'all, because some of y'all, Tumblr's about to go. And I, a lot of y'all do this on Tumblr a lot. I will see some of y'all busted ass videos. 
Clothes everywhere. Lord. Mirrors dirty. Like, come on now. Light yeah. fucked up. Anymore. He got the blowjob. His face ain't seen, but yours is. Y'all need to stop doing that too. Because <laughs> for free, if you're going to show all your face and your skills like this, get paid for it. Do OnlyFans. Stop doing this free stuff. Because again, his face ain't on there, but yours is. And yes, get y'all rooms together. And though some of y'all do have OnlyFans pages and they look horrible. Get, <laughs> do something better with that. Get that room together. Rent out a hotel. Go to the Marriott. Go somewhere and entice. Well, you like, could just clean that room. I mean, y'all would be sucking dick in a dirty ass room. What kind of foolishness is that? That's college. <laughs> you know what? I ain't got nothing to say. Because <laughs> I'm tired of. I'm kind of glad Tumblr gonna be taking some of y'all. Some of y'all need to be taken off because I'm somewhere going like this room is dirty. Y'all and then some of y'all look a mess. I'm just being ugly today. Some of y'all look a mess on these videos. There's a reason why porn is porn and why what you're doing in your mama's room or in somebody's closet or whatever is not. So y'all need to like do something better. I know y'all, this is natural. And I know porn has ruined our view of what sex is to a degree. But some of y'all, it's not, it's almost a joke. You, did you, have, you, have you seen Porky's? Uh, no. Oh, okay. If you get a chance to see Porky's, so you can just Google the scene. Um, Kim Cattrall was in Porky's. And that's Samantha for, for Sex in the City, if you do not. She was in Porky's, and her name was uh, Lassie. Oh, Lord. So there's a scene where they have sex with her. She's a cheerleader. And they call her Lassie because the way she reacts to having sex. Oh, okay. She's barking and howling. The most. <laughs> Again, y'all can Google this. Porky's Lassie. Just Google it. Google it. Some of y'all on these videos are howling and 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 sounding like some damn ghost on Scooby Doo and <laughs> All right. All right. Just change it. <laughs> just change. Just just do better. If you want $14.99 a month, I expect y'all to, to act like you want $14.99 a month. <laughs> uh, you know, and with that said, let's Go ahead and end the show. <laughs> you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and now yes. Spotify. Yes. We're on Spotify now, hoes, because you can see us all on there with everybody else. So. Yep. Yeah. And you can follow the podcast on at Megashane Pod. You can follow our personal accounts. I'm at Porter Pizzazz, Victor's at Wonderman 5. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Megashane Pod. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can email us at megashane6 at gmail.com. Uh, this was our final episode of the year, so we're going to take a holiday break and come back to you in the new year. Uh, we're going to change it up. So uh, depending on what we change it to, you'll be, you, you won't get us every week in the new year, but you're giving, you're going to get us better content. Yeah. Let's see. Um, anything else before we get up out of here for the, 
final show of 2018? Well, I mean, you know, y'all, it's, it's been an interesting year, and we will, you know, rise above the top. It seems like this next year is going to be, you know, good, if not explosive. Um, as Nick mentioned, and we, we can't get into the, we're not going to get into the politics, but it's going to be a very interesting year next year because basically next year is to kick off the presidential election. So it's going to be interesting, and I'm looking forward to that. But, you know, y'all have a safe holiday. You know, don't spend too much money. If you can't buy gifts, bake. <laughs> um, and have a good time. And I hope a lot of y'all have someone to spend New Year's with. I know that's a myth about spending a little alone, but hopefully y'all have someone to spend it with and um, people to be around so you can go into the new year with friendship and promise. Uh, just be safe. <laughs> And if you need to spend it alone, spend it alone. Um, take your vitamins, wash your ass, drink your water, pay your taxes, you avoid that. the dumb shit, avoid fuck boys. And we are out. We are. So we'll see y'all in 2019.